Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's easy to get lost in the latest true crime podcast. Or your favorite binge-worthy show. But what about your own story? That's the most important story of all. And therapy helps you write it. BetterHelp Therapy is 100% online and designed to be convenient and flexible enough to squeeze in between the next episode on your list. Get started today at BetterHelp.com slash pause for 10% off your first month. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Jonathan Pierce. Eric Cantona has jumped in and seen a kung fu kick. A fan. Terry Alderton. Do you like shoes, madam? And friends. <laughs> JP. The mad side of genius. And T. Good to meet you, love. The football friendly. Hello, everybody. Welcome to JP and T, the football friendly. Thanks very much for joining us. I'm live out in Qatar, where I've just seen an absolute stinker. Uh, Morocco nil, uh, Croatia nil. Terry, how are you doing? No, I'm all right. I'm all right. Been putting up light switches, waiting for you to get out of your bed because you've got a different time to me. But we you've been back- watching football. He's been watching football. Yeah, he bought the got- Morocco game. We got so back from the we got back from the stadium last night. The French Australia game. It's ten o'clock kickoff back here. By the time you get back. The stadiums aren't very far from the, from the centre mm. where we are. We got back at half past two in the morning. Well, because you're in Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish, I wish. <laughs> oh, crawling, crawling along a motorway system, and uh, eventually we got back anyway. So there you go. Brings me on to a point that straight away, straight off the bat, straight off the bat. Um, you know, I just want to get this over and done with. Can we just talk football today? Let's not talk about rainbows and uh, and um, footprints. But I just want to. 
I just want to say one thing on this footprint business, right? They have what? They have ninety-two thousand cars in 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 Qatar. They have ninety-two thousand cars, motor cars, right? In the UK, there are thirty-two million eight hundred eighty-nine thousand four hundred sixty-two motor cars. So I think we should get our fingers out as well and stop complaining. Yeah, but we're also seeing, you know, the the the, the carbon footprint they claim for this World Cup isn't going to happen. You know, we're going to make say, carbon say, I, footprints. Listen, we're, gonna, we're all going to make. We're going to make a mess. We're we're, I, we're a germ. I, Terry, I sat outside a little cafe here the other night. Yeah, we we this is a desert country. And it, it, all right, it's not the heat of the summer, but it's still a very pleasant 73, 74, 75 degrees Fahrenheit at that time of night sitting outside. They turn the gas burner heaters on for people. People were sitting under gas burner heaters. It, and it was, I'm in a T-shirt, you know. I'd have, I'd have taken a T-shirt off and run around, but then I'd have yeah. got arrested for it. But You would never see such a thing, Jonathan, in a smoking garden of a pub. No, no red electric warming lights in those places. No, that's in the middle of winter. We don't need them over here now. That's what I'm saying. We don't need <laughs> All them right, over here. I see what you're getting at. It's 73 degrees. It's, 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 you know, the football stadia over here for the night games don't need the air conditioning. Let me tell you my something. Opinion. I'm just being devil advocate. I completely agree with everything you're saying, but I just want to be a pain in your ass. The other thing is, don't don't think last night when I watched your commentary, I didn't hear you talking through the screen at me. Because we, we yeah, had this yeah, thing about, about empty seats and straight away into his commentary. And, and that's not unusual for the early rounds of the World Cup. I can go back to the USA. <laughs> Listen, when, when I was working Channel 5, there was the, the director uh, used to say to me, you've got to put in the name of a, a song into each commentator. I'm not the only commentator who's done oh, this. Oh, I did that with you. Usually, you usually do it for me. No, yeah. it doesn't, BBC. But you didn't do it last night, did you? No, um, it was no, a tough one. Spot it now. They'll spot it now. But the one I did, the worst one, they come up with the song titles, right? And the director said, "If you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear a flower in your hair." And uh, I got it in. You I got didn't. it into a commentary. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got it into a commentary. I sort of, I sort of just nicked it in, and it went unnoticed, which is miraculous because everything. But you, you do didn't these days get my word. Noticed. You didn't get my word in last night, did you? You can have another go at it. I won't say if you can have another stab at it. What is it? I told you I texted it to you twice. Oh, did you? Yes, and it was a really easy one because it was France. How hard can it be? I gave you a really easy one to do. This is the phone I've been given to work in right. Qatar. I'll tell you what it was. It, it doesn't work. And this is my own phone, and that works, but it's, we're not allowed to use them over well, here, apparently. Well, hold on. I'm, okay, well, I haven't got the, the Qatar phone, but the other phone I've got, I have got. It was, I sent you Ratatouille. It was pretty easy. I thought he was going to say it in a moment. Oh, French right. Ratatouille. He's going to have it. Put no, it in I misunderstood that. I thought you were saying it's as easy as Ratatouille. I didn't understand it. That's what, I didn't no, under- get the so word I, in listen, Ratatouille. I didn't understand what you were saying to me. Brackets, not the first time in my life, Terry Alderton, that's happened to be fair. Boy, when you watch me on stage. Yeah, just one other thing, very quickly. Uh, you say that because you read Ratatouille, because you like to do that. We have both been saying it wrong, and you picked up yesterday on, because I called, called him, I always called him Tushi Amende, but you were calling him Tushi something, but no, it's not, is it? Shuamende is. Shuamende, but you didn't call him that before the commentary last night. Yeah, no idea, because I, I do them every week on French football. So. Oh, you do do that. Yeah, All right, no, we can no. go back over the recordings. I mean, uh, you know. Shuamendi. Uh, yeah. Shuamendi. <laughs> what does he do for a living? He uh, makes uh, he, he, he makes pots. 
he was he was I'll tell you what he did yesterday, he controlled the tempo of the game and I know they went behind. Mate. And good spirit there. Good good atmosphere there at the Old Genoob. The French outnumbered the Australians. I mean I heard one reporter say there were thousands and thousands of Australians there. There weren't. There were about four hundred according to Australian T V. But they made a noise and they went ahead and they contributed and they were bold and attacking and well done to them. And then France turned on a masterclass. I well, it was, it was, wasn't it? They got that early goal and then your man's bent one, which has just gone wide. And then I thought, hold on. And then they just turned it on, didn't they? It was, I mean, Mbappe comes to life. I mean, how rubbish is he? I told he's, you about Shushi. He's astonishing, isn't he? Isn't Shushi, Shushi, Shushi Mendy as well, I told you, was was brilliant. I told, Well, you already know that yourself, but I was just doing it for people listening to the podcast. You know, my, my, I always get a good gauge of my 15-year-old when he starts banging on about someone long before we've even heard of them. And, uh, you know, I, he looks like the kid who's in Star Wars as well, doesn't he? But... Um, <laughs> What him? Just him and Mbappe alone. I mean, Mbappe's stupid, isn't he? It's just, it's a double-footed really, back hill. I, What's I that all talk, about? I talked to. Um, I met. I don't often meet up with them after games, but we were waiting to come back. So we we're talking to Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer afterwards, and both of them were saying he, he is just unbelievable. He's got everything. He can do everything. He's super confident. It's interesting that interview, wasn't it? When he says that, he, when he sort of called himself a superstar, he is. You know, he's the best I've seen. He's the best I've seen at that age, and 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 I include, I include Diego Maradona, who I saw when I was when when he was sixteen, and he was the best I've seen at that age. Until now, he's just he's just I know he's a little bit older than that Mbappe, but he's got. I mean, the pace is ridiculous. It's yep. searing, and it, the things he can do with the ball, he can go outside a defender, inside a defender. It's just it's, his contributions to the team. Griezmann, I thought played really well, um, and I, I was so pleased for Giroud, Terry, because. You know, you could see what it meant to the squad that he's equal Thierry Henry's record. And he, he used people used to sort of scorn him in this country and poo-poo Olivier Giroud. And, you know, he's not he misses chances. He's got 50 goals for his country, for goodness. 51 now for his country. It's, you know, it's astonishing. His, his career goal scoring rates, amazing number of goals. I can't remember what it is now. I mentioned it in the commentary last night, but I don't have my notes in front of me. But... He scored, you know, he scored so many goals. Terrific. Well done, him. Look at you, notes in front of you. You shouldn't give that away because it just looks like you're magical. Well, what I do... I okay. don't... How many... Well, listen, last night, for some reason, I really... I just... I, I listened to the fact. How many facts that you must have commentated into the commentary last night was insane? What you do, every game... Normally, a Premier League game will take 10 hours to prepare. One of these games will take you about two or three days per team. We've come out here, all the commentators are saying the same thing. Normally, you'd have most of your games done by the time you come over, most of your opening group games before you come over. But because we were doing Premier League games, European games, Carabao Cup games only last week, all of us are behind. That's why very, very few of the commentators you will meet here are saying... Well, Qatar's this, Qatar's that, all the, all you know, outside it's brilliant because we haven't been out much. We, no. we just stay in our rooms and we do our prep. Now you, then you, you have the prep down on your notes, and you go over your notes again and again in the morning of the game, like you would do doing a GCSE, um, and then you shouldn't look down at your notes during a game. It should all be in your head. But the minute, the way I've done it over the years, and I've been doing it now. This is forty-two years, I think, um, forty years. The way I've done it, Terry, is... Um, no, it's 40 years... Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. It's too long now. But anyway, anyway I'm too old. Look, check your but, notes. Uh, check your notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then the way I do it, the minute the full-time whistle goes, bang, that game is gone. 
Mm. Bang, that game has gone. I'm now thinking of my next game, which is Ghana against Portugal. So the minute that game finished last night, and I've, if people had said to me half an hour later, who lined up where, I, I have to I have to chuck it out of my brain and yeah. get on to the next game. I remember coming back from a game I did in 2010 with Martin Keown in the South African World Cup. And he was doing a diary for himself over there, Terry. And we're sitting in this minibus and he's gone, who played, um, who, what was their formation? And I went, who? The game we've just seen. I said, I don't know, Martin. He, went, he said, you know, you're taking a mick. We've just seen a game. Mm. I said, oh, it's gone. I move yeah. on to the next game. It's the only way I can do it. That's a bit my like... My brain's too small to have everything to put I, well, I think all our brains are. It's a bit like when you are... When I was uh, once upon a time in EastEnders and you'd do, you'd do a scene and then you'd let, that, you'd let that go and move on to your next one. The only thing, of course, was with that is it's all a bit back to front. So you might be doing a scene in the morning, which is for three episodes time in the afternoon and then two days later you'll do the scene just before that, if that makes any sense. So you'd have to go, oh, I've got a look back on my notes on that now but it's a similar thing you have to chuck it out you've got to chuck it out and you know when you were in EastEnders yes were you a lovey was I a lovey in EastEnders were you a lovey uh, oh we, hello we, I would walk in with my fedora on and, and, a, and a nice scarf and I'd walk in and go hello everybody how are you uh, what a wonderful day we're going to have to and then I'd turn it to Terry you know what I mean go, I've got to go down there. all I ever said in that show was the only thing they kept saying your storyline's coming all I ever used to say was I can't make it I'll see you down I think I've got a pick up because I was a I wasn't a, ho- a hooker I was a I was a cab driver but um, <laughs> I'd just go or Bianca that's it that's all I ever said and then and then when I got when I got outed uh, the producer said to me oh it's a real shame because Patsy wants to go and, and we're all got you've all got to go and I went alright oh, I understand um, and he went you've got your tours and your comedy and I went yeah I know what I've got Dominic right I didn't even want to be in the bloody thing right and then he went it's a shame because we were about to do your storylines right and I'm going mm-hmm. oh and guess what my storyline was what my character goes missing uh uh, and um, they can't find him. So that means I'm not even in it! <laughs> eventually find him, of course, where I'm from, they find him in South End eventually on a pier. That was the idea. I was going to go missing for two months. <laughs> I mean, that's my storyline, I'm not even in it! Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, God. That's brilliant. <laughs> Ah, story of my life. It was like when I did London's Burning. I know it's a football podcast, but I did London's Burning, right? That ran for 14 years, that programme. 14 series or seasons, as people have started calling things now. 14. I get in it. New fireman. Firefighter Charlie Mead. They do nine episodes, and then they they axe it. <laughs> 14 years, I get in it. They go, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah, uh, dear. Oh, I did. A, I did a, before we go back to the World Cup. I used to. Do a, <laughs> I used to when I was presenting Five Live in the in the in the evenings. We used to do a thing with Phil Tufnell called his nickname's the Cat. You know, it's called something like the Cat's Cradle or something like that. Anyway, and we'd done about four or five, but he'd been on. He'd been on it for about a couple of years. Anyway, so uh, Sussex win the county championship for the first time in years, and my daughter Lizzie was born about three four days beforehand. They said they wanted to do the programme on the Thursday with a cat. And I went, I can't get up to London because Lizzie's just been born. And, you know, and they said, well, we'll come down to you. We'll do it. We'll do it locally with you. And I said, well, there's a pub right outside the county ground in Hove. We'll do it from in there. So, yeah, 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 we'll do it from in there. And then uh, the programme goes on there at seven. The pub starts filling up. 
two minutes past seven and they're having shed loads. Mm. By the time I come on with the cat's cradle at eight o'clock, they're absolute, they're jumping, right? They're jumping, the language is fruity and the, <laughs> we start the bit with cat and Phil Tuffner. I go, with us now, it's Phil Tuffner and everything comes out. I mean, it's just abusive. The boss of Five Live drove down no, Hove. he drove down to Hove, right, to see what was going on. And they took the program straight off the air after that. We never worked <gasps> together again, me and Kat. <laughs> ah, that's brilliant. It was a brilliant way to sign off. <laughs> that was uh, on par with uh, with uh, Zidane, with a big head back. There you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the football needs to just up again, doesn't it? Because we had Mexico nil, Poland nil. Yeah, but... Uh, Hold on one second. A nil-nil is right. And and Americans will go, nil-nil. We hate nil-nil, right? But we had two sparkling nil-nils, though. Denmark-Tunisia, I thought, was good. and and, um, They were fine. They were fine. I thought Tunisia were decent. I thought Tunisia were decent, you know. That's going to be some. That's going to be some contest to go through with France in that group because I thought Australia a bit naive at the back, but they weren't bad. And uh, what, what about the referee's decision then when he, he stuck with his original decision not to give the penalty? I didn't think it was. It wasn't a penalty for myself. It wasn't a penalty. It no. wasn't a penalty. No. But how brave was he? Yeah, I mean, is that what we've got to where that has to become bravery now that you're not going to give a penalty because someone up in the sky has gone? I think you better have a look at this. Well, There's the pressure. Your pressure of forty thousand, fifty, sixty thousand people are looking at you, going, "What are you going to do here?" It's 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 brave on his part because he's now gone against the VAR, which could cost him a role later on in the competition. Right. You know, so it's, you know... But hold on a but, second. We could look at goals that Frank Lampard, that was definitely a goal, wasn't a goal. So do we do we like it or do we not like it? I, th- I, think, I like goal line technology, but I don't like VAR. Well, the problem with... The, the problem with... That shouldn't have gone to VAR because it was clear that he's made a decision and it's, he shouldn't have gone to VAR. It that's your point. He should have just stayed out of it. That's your point again. You see, what you've done, you've reiterated, whereas, whereas I need to do that in my text when I'm talking about Ratatouille to you. Clear as... Clear as... Clear as Ratatouille. Clear as Ratatouille. Right, Ratatouille, OK. Yeah, let's yeah. take a break and then we'll come back and talk more football. JPT, the football friendly... 
There's a little bit of a worrying noise coming out of the England camp. Have you got that back at home that Harry mm-hmm. Harry Kane's got a bit of a problem? We've uh, been seeing this. He's got to have a little thing on the... Well, it was Wednesday, wasn't it? Was he having a... A, a, a scan a, on his ankle. A scan today, which is Wednesday. Mm. I think he'd be okay, though. I think he should be okay. It's a big, big, big game, isn't it? Against the USA. If they win that, bang. You know, they'll be nearly through, probably through, it all, all depends what happens in the Wales-Iran game, and then it goes to that last game. But the way England, the, the two best teams in it by far for me have been France and England so far. Yeah. The, the Netherlands, I thought, were decent against Senegal, but only in patches. And Senegal were good. But you know what? It's that old. It's that old thing, isn't it? It's always that old thing when you're doing well. Whatever team you domestically uh, follow, it's that thing that always excites me. Anyway, as a football fan, is when you go look at the bench. Look at the bench. Look at this is our starting eleven. But look at the bench. I mean, you know, that's the first time in a long time, probably World Cup before last, you could have said that the this the the second twenty-two of France probably would have smashed us. You know. Um, but now I think we're one of those teams that could say our second, our back 11, sorry, out of the 22, should we say, not our starting 11, our B11 could do really well as well. I think, though, when you look at the, the, when you look at the formidable front three that France had yesterday, uh, that, was, that was so threatening. I thought Dembele was terrific. And Cra- Bappe was out of this world. And, uh, very Jerusalem. fast, though, Jonathan. They're Whoa. very fast. That's the thing as well. You know, Mbappe's rapid. Um, you know, Dembele's rapid. Uh, Tushimende, Tush- as I'm going to call him. Shushimende. Shush- <laughs> he's lucky Schumacher's not in. in, in oh, no, he, he's, he went a long time ago, that goalkeeper, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tushimende. Yeah. Shushimende. Tush- I mean, just they are across the field, you know. But it's funny, isn't it, how I also noticed that the, the, I thought Larice when he comes into these big tournaments, he goes a little bit, not the Larice you see on a Premier League Larice. He gets a bit... You're a goalkeeper, Ooh. right? So you tell me this. One thing about Larice that I've noticed in the last 12, 18 months, when he's defending a set piece, he stays on his line. And he's not just as he's on his line, but he's not on his toes. He's sort of back on the balls of his feet. Yeah. And you, I wonder about that. You're a goalkeeper. You'll tell me. But um, I would always, I would always, when I train my goalies, I, you, you know, I'm constantly shouting, "Get on your toes! Get on your toes!" Mm. You know. I mean, you don't want to do what Brad Guzan used to do, which was like spring around like Zebedee. He used to bounce around a bit too much. But uh, I mean, let's not take away from the fact that Hugo Lloris is a phenomenal goalkeeper and still is. But. Um, I just the way I just find when he gets to tournaments, he goes a bit wee with his kicking and I don't know. He's just speaking. Me, he's, he's important for them, I think, as a leader in the dressing room. The one thing I'll say about France, all I thought, well, it doesn't look good about uh, Lucas Hernandez. That looked like a bad injury, but his brother mm. Theo came in and played really well. All of their defenders played well individually. I thought Pavan was sloppy for the Australian goal. But the two centre backs, I thought, were really, really good individually, but there were too many gaps. There were too many gaps, Terry, because they played those two holding midfield players, yeah. a four and then a two. This day and age, if, if there are gaps, if they, don't, if they don't work their socks off to plug the gaps and others don't come back, and that, that, that formidable front four for, for France isn't going to do too much defending, then there, there are holes there. And better teams, better teams in the tournament, I think, will, could, could well endanger them. I still think if they win the group and England win the group, and France will be too good for the second place team uh, in in 
I still think if 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 England win their group and France win their group, so so they won't meet, mm-hmm. um, then then France will be too strong for anyone else who comes through, and they'll make at least the quarterfinals. I think it's a very exciting uh, World Cup that has 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 built from something that was going to be an absolute disaster. I know people have still got their their boycotting things about this and blah blah blah, but just on a football stance. Because we have to now cut to, obviously, the game of yesterday, which was a shock upset. But actually, if you watched the game, you would have been going, well, surely Saudi Arabia are the, a far better team than the, the Argentinian team. That's because statistically it was, un- no, it was unbelievable. Been, yeah, it's statistically been declared the biggest upset in the history of the World Cup finals. I don't know how they judge that. No. But it's above England losing to USA and Belo Horizonte. You know, I've seen a few. I saw Cameroon beat Argentina 1-0 back in 1990 in the openers that, you know, uh, Senegal beating France. I wasn't there, but they that was the opener of 2002. So there have been, been a fair few over the years, but um, North Korea beating Italy in World Cup 66. It was astonishing, wasn't it? And, and it was, I thought people are saying, oh, look, they defended, they defended, they defended brilliantly, they had to defend brilliantly. Argentina had all the play, Argentina had the goals to slow. I thought Saudi deserved it for their their just their discipline and their, their, their just what they put into the game. And, and Argentina got to look back, Terry. You have the best players in the world, but if you don't put in a shift, you aren't going to win a game. And they well, you've just hit the nail on the head. For me, it's that 10 and that, that clock thing. If they, you know, that, that thing of 100%, 100% of the time. And. It's it's no doubt that that's what happened with Saudi Arabia yesterday. They, I mean, second half, yes, more more poignant than the first, but it was unbelievable. The work rate. I don't care what people say. Well, they defended, defended. Well, that's the job. They defended and didn't concede another goal to go on and win the game. So what? It makes no odds. How about a tackle? Oh, two of them. There were two, but one was offside. But the oh, yeah, uh, unbelievable. And the, what about when the goalkeeper smashed your man in the face as well? Oof. Well, his own player when he yeah Ooh. come out come out clear well you'd know wouldn't you if you're gonna come out you've got to clear out everything that's get in front that of knee you. up baby get that knee up you got and to get dis- that knee up that's old school that is get your knee up a couple of the disallowed I thought one of them was a little bit when when he's dipped his arm and you know they've done him on his his elbow being in offside position I hate that yes, I, I hate that interpretation you know a, a players the old thing was you have to be deemed to be offside by being deliberately in an offside position to gain an advantage does he then think right by dipping my arm forward my elbow into that offside position i am getting an advantage by that no you making the run on as well if you turn to make that run you push but, pushing yeah. i'm doing the i'm doing the movements here everyone you can't see it but you push that arm forward and uh, yeah I, I, we could go on all day about that it's just nonsense but what we should celebrate is the fact that that it was I mean, it was just, a, it, that's a standout game at this point, isn't it? I mean, really, it, not, not for the fact that, um, not just because of the two teams involved, it was a very good game of football. It was. Regardless they, of whoever was yeah. playing. But it was sensational. I mean, it, it really lit up the World Cup. I know England's performance lit us all up. Mm. But there were extenuating factors in there. You know, Iran are, a, uh, um, are a, a country in crisis at this moment. So, I mean, it deeply affected the players. You can see that. And France played really well last night. But that, that Saudi Arabia win lit up the entire tournament. And now it has got to kick on. It has to kick on. We cannot afford to have too many more nil-nil draws. Not, not in these next flurry of games, no. you know. And, it, and then I always say after the group stage, it needs to kick on again. So that's, that's, that's way down the road. And hopefully we'll be bringing you JP and Tina Football Friendly. Got it right this time. Um, every day. <laughs> and we'll be talking about that as the tournament goes on. But... Um, 
It does. It, we can't afford too many nil-nils. I think the other thing for uh, Saudi Arabia, which is nice as well, if this does turn into something for them, is that it's actually, you know, they can bring quite a few fans to this tournament, can't they? I mean, whereas before, if I mean, if, I don't know if they travel, but it's over the border. That's my point. You know, it's, a lot of people could just fall into the stadiums. Yeah, uh, I thought that Morocco had a lot of supporters there as well. Yeah, um, they did actually. Yeah, they they did. You're right. It was quite difficult to tell, wasn't it? Because they had the same sort of the, the same colours, um, and so you didn't know whether who was Croatian, who was Morocco, and what what have you. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the, it hasn't been that easy for people to cross the border from Saudi into Qatar for this. You know, um, really? Got to have their, no, they have their their World Cup fans visa and so on. And one of the BBC, one of the BBC top panelists, um, I can't, I won't give you his name, had trouble getting in because he had the wrong thing on his visa. They got him in in the end, and he worked yesterday. Wait, Brilliant, think, lovely man. You'd think that you'd you'd, you'd lapse us a bit, wouldn't you? Uh, World Cup visas? What? what I don't. <clears throat> this is this this is my eleventh, as we've said, and this is the most security conscious of all of them. Your your pass is checked at least four times. Every game, you get checked at the main gate before you you get anywhere near the entrance gate. Then you get checked again. Then you get checked at the press entrance, and then you get checked again before you get into your commentary position. Your photographs on the front, all your details on the front. I have to have my visa with me, my FIFA visa with me there as well. Um, it is it, it the, the honestly, it's um it's it is very Show very me strange. Your papers. Show me it's your papers. Very, it's very strange. And uh, by the way, I did mention the Rainbow Song to a number of people yesterday. They thought the idea of Terry Alderton's for the fans to sing Rainbow <laughs> was brilliant. Danny Murphy, I mentioned it to him, Danny started singing it. He knew yep. all the words. Yeah. Paint the whole world with a rainbow. It's perfect. We could have the bird pecking on the rainbow, making it shatter. We could make the bird actually be like a Qatari sort of like official, you know, smashing the rainbow. I mean, it would be brilliant. Someone's out there now thinking, oh, let's um, let's do a cartoon. In fact, I know a great animator because he's just done animated my podcast, Bear With Me, which is another one that I do. I thought I'd throw that in. And everyone should... Everyone should get that. Everyone should get on Bear With Me. Oh, Bear With Me. Yeah, if, you, if you've got a crazy mind, get on Bear With Me. Uh, bear With I, Me on do you this. Know what, do, you, do you know what I think you should do? Go on. You can do it back here with producer Paul. Get hold of the rainbow lyrics. Carve one out now. Get it, get it, get it down and release it. And release it as a World Cup song. Go on. All right, I'll do it today. See if you can get it out there. Rainbow. World right. Cup song. I'll do it. I'll do it as soon as I finish this. I'll make the song right. Sounds up. like a challenge. Well, it is a challenge for you. Mm. Uh, I can Daniels. get. I can get. Well, Paul Daniels is magic. I can get uh, probably a um, a karaoke version of that somewhere. I'll tell you something you don't know. Actually, years ago there was a rave tune by by Techno Color, yeah, yeah, which was a rainbow tune. It went, "I'm bored." Yes, Jeffrey, bored, 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 Jeffrey, and it was a drum and bass, you know, hippie, sorry, hardcore kind of tune. It was quite well known in the clubs. Guess who did the voices? But you can't guess, can you? Really, the original artist. I was the, I was the, yeah, Rainbow <laughs> Rave. It was called. It was me. Oh, so all right, let's. Uh, all right, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to finish this podcast now. I'm going to do it. Don't forget at JPNT Football on Twitter. See, not not J J not vodka and tonic, JPNT, and uh, <laughs> you can listen to this every day at the World Cup because we're going to be doing a show about it. And uh, well, you got any commentaries today? 
No, I'm doing my prep today. I'm watching the games. Uh, I'm watching the games just about to watch Germany. Germany. I'm going to watch Germany, right? And then I am going to do. I'm going to do the Rainbow theme tune, and up we up will up have the it. Streets and houses. we will have it on this show tomorrow. Do you want me? Do you want me to do a kind of a lyrical version for the for this World Cup, or do you want me to just to sing it actually as full? No, lyrics? sing the original words, and then we get. We need to get it out and get all the all the England and Welsh fans singing it. All right, I'll do it after this. Ta-ta. Bye now from Qatar. See you later. I'm Bye, dreaming Paul. of V&Ts, G&Ts. Bye, Paul. Just cut us off, Paul, because we're just going to go. Bye. JP and T. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Bye, Paul. Bye. 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 Bye, Paul. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.